Hi everybody, this is Crypto Rich, working with you to get rich with crypto, filling our pockets with crypto profits. I am on holiday, sitting around the back of the house where I'm staying in, in this lovely little town on the coast, on the north coast. And I did ask the other day, like, if um, for suggestions where um, where you think I might be. And uh, <laughs> I love the comments. Somebody suggested a prison, a prison cell in, in Hull. Thank you, but no, as you can tell, I'm outside. Unless, of course, I'm in the prison courtyard, which I'm not. Uh, so, so again, uh, I'll give you a clue. So I'm on the north coast of the, of the United Kingdom. I'm not in England. All right. Now, before I, in this video, I'm going to look at uh, an ICO, a project which I think is potentially bigger and better than polymath no disrespect to polymath and also going to do a short overview of Boosto. and i had an interview with boost with the Boosto ceo heidi uh, a few days ago i recorded this video on wednesday the 29th of august 2018 and I want to remind you this is not investment advice do your own due diligence don't invest any more than you can afford to lose and part of this video is sponsored uh, not all of it part of it is and also um just want to thank everybody who's commented, who's posted, uh, everybody who's subscribed and continue to subscribe and everything like that. And fingers crossed, the market is turning. Fingers crossed. All right. Let's have a look at Polymath. This is the price as of Wednesday, the 29th of August, 22 cents. And if we look at the chart. We can see here, and I've got it here in uh, Bitcoin prices. So it was at double zero double zero three two three four three thousand two hundred and thirty-four satoshis. It has been as high as triple uh, zero, so thirteen thousand three hundred and twenty satoshis. That was in May. Actually, this looked like a, this was a definite cup, definite cup. But I'd have expected it to go down here and then shoot back upwards, and it didn't. And I think the reason for that is because of what happened with Bitcoin. Bitcoin sneezes, eh, the whole market catches a cold. And uh, Polymath first listed uh, at 00008922 in February the 2nd, and it wasn't an ICO. They didn't airdrop. And, um, but it, what, it did catch the imagination. There was a lot of hype about it. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, like a lot of interest. And the, the Telegram group has 39,000 members in it. And the thing about Telegram, Telegram is a pretty good indicator in my opinion of the size of a community on a particular coin and community is critical as uh, you will know if you listen to the ceo panel that i posted a few days ago with six projects talking about community now this is the bitcoin chart over the same period february the 2nd to august the 29th and you can see that um in may bitcoin's been going down been going down and uh hopefully this is a little saucer it's going to turn upwards and carry on and carry on and carry on and reach 100 million billion zillion trillion by the end of next week none of this is investment advice as i hope you can tell by now so bitcoin price has definitely affected polymath and all the other all the other coins but why is polymath considered considered such a great um investment as assessed by the size of the telegram group and also by a lot of the stuff that i read about it well, this is from CryptoChill.com. I do recommend you um, have a look at this website. It's got some very, very clear uh, and simple analysis 
on different coins and stuff. And here he, the author explains, by the way, I'll link to this in the description below, what is polymath and does it have the potential to reach 50 times? He says polymath is a platform that helps companies issue security tokens that allows for security to be baked into the process. In other words, people are incentivized to bring new blockchain financial products to the market. This provides increased liquidity to the marketplace on top of making regulators happy. Mm. I'm going to come to those charts in a second. Uh, polymath. So what happens currently is you have regulatory bodies, in, you know, like the SEC or the FCA in the United Kingdom, SEC in the United States, imposing top-down rules and regulations. Um, they haven't done so much on ICOs, but on securities and stuff and equities and bonds top-down enforcement regulations and what polymath is going to do is they're creating an environment a platform that allows for bottom-up regulation so that uh, ICO projects entering into the polymath platform already fit the criteria so they don't need to worry about um, the SEC or some other regulatory agency coming down hard on them because they've already been tried tested and approved now that's good for the projects because they've gone through all the regulatory hurdles and polymath provides the expertise to support them in discovering that and it's also really good for um, for the investors because you know when you invest in a project that's coming through the polymath platform that it is tried tested and trusted so polymath wants attorneys or government officials to be involved in the process from the very beginning when a new security token is issued and this will lead to a more legitimate blockchain market that can reach the mass market faster all right, all right, all right, moving through here. There's another point I wanted to, I highlighted. Now, it's only a matter of time before traditional asset-backed securities end up on blockchain technology. The security and efficiency pros far outweigh the potential cons. So many, many industries are going to move over to the blockchain. Just like 20, 30 years ago, many, many industries moved over onto the internet. It was just, it's just way more efficient. Ditto the blockchain. It's just a way more efficient way of doing business. So for securities, it takes out a lot of the friction for um, for them in to move over onto the blockchain. Trustless and all that's decentralized, all that stuff that you know, right? This is the size of the telegram groups on January the 15th. Polymath had the biggest telegram group of all the different cryptocurrencies, bigger than Ripple, bigger than Electronium, bigger than BTOKEN. Bigger than Verge, bigger than Litecoin or EOS. So clearly a successful uh, project. Okay, and then the, here, the bottom two long d two LDR. Developer, developers and attorneys are rewarded for evolving the platform, increasing decentralization. A bottom-up approach is provided for regulators. Template histories and credibility. Investors are also verified. Security tokens can also can act as a hedge against ICOs. And global liquidity should increase as a result of greater adoption from the above issues. Now, this guy, the author, says that the polymath could be $50 by the end of 2019. I don't know. I don't make price predictions. I'm just here for the long run. In the long run, you get a good project, and it will, with a good community, good marketing, good team behind it, it will go far. Now, here we got privacy coins. Monero, Zcash, this little thing, I wish it would go away. You got Verge in the middle, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Private, Komodo over here, bottom left, Pivx, Zcoin. Don't know what this one is, and this is Navcoin. Now, why have I got them? Well, I personally own, I have had Zcoin and, and uh, 
Pivx. I don't have them anymore. I have Monero. I have Komodo. I have Bitcoin Private. I have Verge. I don't have Navcoin. I also have Veruscoin and and Zed Classic and Zencash, all all privacy coins. Now I could go the way of oh, I'm just going to go for one privacy coin, just one privacy coin. I'm just going to go for Monero, or I'm just going to go for Zedcoin and. Because that, that's whichever one I choose is the best one. All the others are rubbish. Except I think there's value in diversity and there's value in hedging your bets, which is why I'm going to uh, talk about a project which does what Polymath does. It does it slightly differently and it does a whole lot more. So I'm not saying here, oh, this is better than Polymath and you should sell your Polymath and get into this one. That's entirely up to you. What I'm suggesting is that this one, you could add it to your portfolio because it does what polymath does and it does a whole lot more now this is of course not financial advice and you should check it out for yourself by the way i don't hold any polymath i will be getting mobu tokens and this is mobu and this is from an article i've done a couple of videos on mobu before i'll link to them at the end of this uh in the description below including an interview with the ceo and he was also on the ceo panel talking about the importance of community Okay, security tokens. Who's the real leader in the marketplace? So, the, so one of the things they say is that the mark, the security token market is massive, absolutely massive. You know, if I think of the ones that I that are, could be charged with being uh, security tokens, and I'm not the one to determine that, but ones that pay a dividend in some way. So it would be uh, Populous, PayPi, possibly, um, Populous, possibly, Veritasium, possibly, Spectre, because that pays a dividend. You know, and and many, many more. So it's going to be a very, very large market because just about anything is going to be tokenized. Anything that can be tokenized will be tokenized. You're going to have uh, precious metals being tokenized. And we already have uh, with Hello Gold. You're going to have real estate tokenized. We already have with Real Property Token. Anything that yields an income, it makes sense to have it tokenized because it takes away a lot of the trust issues and a lot of the friction issues. Okay, so here's a short overview, and it says kindly find a short overview of Mobu's largest competition, namely Polymath and Ethereum. And I just want to emphasize kindly, right, because I like the tone that they've taken here, which is not to rubbish the, the um, competition. They do acknowledge that uh, Polymath does a really, really great job. It does a really, really great job, and um, they don't wish to disrespect it in any way regards whatsoever. But here's what it says. The securities market is a multi-trillion dollar arena which remains virtually untouched in the blockchain space. The market is large enough for more than one player. For example, there are many restaurants in a town and all serve a purpose and make a living. This is true and if you think of, you know, there are many different car companies, there are many different airlines, uh, like taking uh, invoice factoring. There is plenty of room for Populous and for PayPal. Loads of room. Polymath actually has a good product and an experienced team, and we in no way want to discredit them, but we're just pointing out the facts by addressing a daily question. So they have a good product and an experienced team, so this is not to rubbish them. And it's a little bit like uh, looking at uh, these... I mean, Monero's a great privacy coin. It's a really, really great privacy coin. And I think Komodo is a really great privacy coin for different reasons. Komodo does different stuff to Monero. You know, Monero does different stuff too, which is the other one here I have. Verge, they work differently. Hedge, hedge your bets. Okay.
Uh, Polymath has a protocol called ST20 to simplify the launching process of security tokens. They charge a poly fee payable in their tokens for the KYC AML process, know your customer AML, anti-money laundering, smart contract development and legal sources. As a source of sustainability, they perform these services in-house and can therefore charge any fee they wish. Mobu, on the other hand, has a marketplace that implements a unique protocol called the Mob20 standard with extra features. So the marketplace allows for approved suppliers, know your supplier, and competitive pricing, which inevitably leads to better quality. So Mobu will allow different KYC AML services to compete uh, for business on the Mobu platform. Mobu charges a 1% fee of the ICOs on the Mobu platform for support to them, and this ensures better usage of the Mobu token as well as earning a percentage of the marketplace. Thus, Mobu has a sustainable model. Mobu doesn't offer KYC AML, Ascrow legal services in-house, but allows the market to ensure lower pricing and better quality. And then these in yellow highlights are the additional features. This is what Mobu offers that Polymath doesn't currently offer. So Mobu's gonna um, form bank partnerships to enable fiat to crypto conversions across the world. Mobu introduces a new innovative and unique method of Ascrow services to ICOs. Investors are able to exit the ICO after the crowd sale on a pro rata basis if the ICO issuers do not adhere to their roadmap or goals. This will ensure a higher overall ROI for investors. Now, okay, so what this means is, so let's say I invest $1,000 worth into an ICO that's being launched on the mobile platform. It's a couple little talks. I'm in a, I'm in a public little path. I do enjoy recording in the sunshine, by the way, uh, but I can't, haven't been able to do it in the summer where I live because it's been too, too warm. No, the woman's going past walking two dogs. I'm going to carry on talking. <laughs> this is so great. You know this is real, right? This is not like um, professional TV channels or anything like that. Okay, let's, back, let's get back to this. <laughs> All right. So, so let me say, so let me change my example. So let's say a company raises $1 million through an ICO, a project, and it's on the mobile platform. Every month, they get to receive 1% to 5% of that million dollars on a monthly basis so it's so they get it little by little trickle by trickle by trickle instead of getting it all at, all at once so this prov so if they want to run off with the money they can only really run off with no more than 5% um, and it only gets to gets released provided the investors the token holders are satisfied that either the project is meeting the roadmap and doing what they said they would do or their explanations for not meeting the roadmap, where they haven't met it, it are legitimate and sound. So that, that, that's a really great safeguard for uh, token holders. Introducing a lockup utility to mobile token, and it's actually really good for the projects because the projects can say, hey, listen, use our platform because the, the risk to you is minimized. We're not going to run off with the money because we can't run off with the money because it... It's, it's released to us on a 5%, maximum 5% monthly basis. Then there's also a lockup utility where any company that wants to use the Mobu platform has to buy a certain amount of Mobu tokens that are then locked up in a scrow. Um, 
and then that, that creates a scarcity of supply in the market and increases the demand and the intrinsic value of the mobu token which is good for uh, potentially good for people that buy mobile tokens they're also going to create investor account portals and this i like here right if the funds remain dormant for a period of six months there'll be a beneficiary wallet where the funds will be transferred to automatically so for example if i buy uh, into a ico on the mobile platform and also i have my mobile tokens in there and then i don't do anything for six months i don't go in and check or whatever then the funds are automatically released into a beneficiary wallet. Now that could be my wife's, it could be my children's. It's a little bit like what Digi, Digipulse were gonna do. Oh, I didn't say, but I, I bought Digipulse. I bought Digipulse tokens about a month ago, and then they detokenized. I didn't say anything about it on my channel or whatever. I was gonna investigate. I bought the tokens, reached out to the team. They said, hold on, and then they detokenized. Well, had Digipulse launched on the mobile platform, investors wouldn't have borne that risk. Digipulse, by the way, do this very thing that Mobu are now doing, where you can hold your um, tokens, your crypto assets, in a secure wallet on the blockchain. And in the event of your death, it gets passed on to a named beneficiary. And they've detokenized and moved away from a token model. They're going to be moving to a, a fiat-based model. Anyway. Anyway, back to Mobu. Security tokens are the most lucrative of all types of tokens. For example, an $80 trillion US market is waiting to be entered to. Now, Mobu already has lined up issuers. So one is Mike Prislu, who's the former CEO of DRD Gold, Ashanti Gold, which I've heard of, and Goldfields. He wants to tokenize a mining operation on the Mobu platform, and he's also one of the first investors of the Mobu ICO. Now, this is very encouraging because I imagine Mike wants to do this because he can see the value in um, using a token model for launching a mining operation and then ensuring returns to the token holders. Wayne Vanderberg, founder of the Vanderberg Group, wishes to tokenize at least five coal mining sites on the mobile platform. Etienne Pretorius acts as an advisor and friend for Richard Branson, one of the South Africa's most successful property developers. He wishes to tokenize a property development on the mobile platform. And Tumalo Ramaphosa, the son of a South African billionaire, wishes to launch a wildlife ICO on the mobile platform. And then the other thing that mobile are going to do, they're currently registered as a project in South Africa. They're moving, they're, they're looking to change their jurisdiction to Malta, Gibraltar, or Kazakhstan for a more legal crypto-friendly environment. And Kazakhstan, Astana in Kazakhstan, offers 50 years tax-free environment. Now, if you want to invest in mobile, do your own due diligence, do check it out. I'll have all the details in the description below. And before I finish up, I want to show you this. This is from Polymath. Um, and this is the difference between Polymath and Ethereum. So Poly so Ethereum launched the AppCoin revolution $150 billion. Uh, Polymath are launching the securities token revolution, a trillion dollars. Easy for develop Ethereum makes it easy for developers to launch app coins fueled by Ether tokens. It's a standard for app tokens, ERC20. And Polymath is easy for non-technical issues to launch security tokens fueled by the Polymath token and a standard for security tokens, ST20. And then why Polymath over traditional uh, coins and tokens, or coins, or over Ethereum? Well, KYC is baked into the protocol. It's not in Ethereum. Liquidity support, that's not in Ethereum. Application layer, well, that is in Ethereum. 
legal issues taken care of that is in polymath not in ethereum sorry traditional legacy non non crypto assets this refers to a decentralized token that's in that's in polymath not in ethereum traditional nope no tokens there no technical skills required that's with polymath not with ethereum but it's also with traditional so you can see polymath has all these advantages over ethereum and these are the advantages that mobu has over polymath and ethereum so all three have a decentralized token all three have an application layer all three have a smart contract development only mobu and polymath has an organized platform for security tokens no technical expertise needed that's the case for uh, mobu and polymath not for so there's more dogs coming this way and ethereum kyc aml guaranteed protocol for mobu and polymath let me disappear myself uh, investor account po portals mobu has that polymath and ethereum don't bank support fiat to crypto poly mobu has that uh, these polymath and ethereum don't exchangeability support polymath and, and mobu have that technical support polymath and mobu have that legal support polymath and mobu have that lockup utility to yoke tokens mobu has that polymath doesn't and ethereum has none of these so there are four conditions additional conditions or features that mobu offers over polymath now i just wonder if polymath in light of the competition are going to be moving to uh, adopt some of these i have no idea i have no idea that's just off the top of my head all right so that's mobu this is the website do check it out do your own due diligence they are starting the pre-sale, I think, in a day's time. Remember, I recorded this a day earlier. So one day in 12 hours or so, but do check it out yourself. And now we're going to go over to Busto. So I had an interview with uh, Heidi Yu, the CEO of Boost. I recommend you listen to that. And what Busto does, it is a decentralized blockchain platform that connects social media users with blockchain community. It allows influencers around the world to launch blockchain-based influencer stores. So what does that look like? Well, here's a Medium article I found that kind of explains it in very simple terms. Uh, do check this out. All relevant links in the description below. Where is it? Here we go. Influencer marketing. I am a crypto influencer, by the way. Let me see if I can bring myself back. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? So you can see me. It's still me sitting in the sunshine. Influencer marketing is a red-hot marketing modality that has gained massive popularity in the past several years. This is largely attributed to influencer ability to reach target audiences and produce massive ROIs for brands. This equates to roughly 11 times that of any other form of digital media. 11 times more effective than Facebook. Apparently, I am 11 times more effective than Facebook or Twitter or uh any other form of digital media instagram however it is beset with problems influencer fraud is likely the most problematic digiday recently reported some shocking statistics a single day's worth of posts on instagram contained more than 50 percent fake engagement oh my gosh now if you're watching this and you are fake please put a comment below saying i am fake or if you're not fake say i am not fake by the way i don't i don't buy views i don't buy comments or anything like that i don't buy subscribers sometimes i think i should but i'm far more interested in people who are who are 
interested in my channel and what I cover and my style and my approach for organic reasons. Anyway, we should carry on. Out of 118,007 comments, only 20,942 were not made by bot accounts. So please comment below. Are you a bot? Yes or no? I want to know. Especially some of those that are regular, <laughs> regular commenters. Are you a bot? Bot comments are responsible for over 40% of total comments from more than 500 of 2,000 sponsored posts made each day. Oh my gosh. And if you're not a complete bot, our fault is 40% of you a bot. Now this is a massive problem that requires a greater degree of transparency. An increasing number of influencers are needing to rely on influencer marketplaces and business partnerships to maintain their creative pursuits and communities. Because of this dynamic, more sponsored content needs to be created by influencers. And many of their fans aren't interested in this content. This ultimately leads to a decline in engagement, community growth and trust. This is true. This is true. I, look, a lot of the videos that I do are uh, completely unsponsored. Some of them um, I ask for non-mandatory, like entirely discretionary donations. Sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm just interested in projects. You know, um, Flashcoin, Veriscoin. I'm just interested in those projects. I've never asked them for any payments. And then um, there are some that are sponsored. And this one, uh, Mobu is sponsored. Uh, Busto isn't. Busto may give me a donation, they may not. Um, but what it, I have to do a certain number of sponsored videos because I have wife, children, and mortgage to feed, and I'm no longer going back to social work. Thank you very much. I far, I much, much more enjoy this. Plus, also, I think I do good research, and I like talking about the research that I've done. But anyway, Boosto, back to Boosto. Boosto is a blockchain-based decentralized app store driven by influencers that inhabit it. They already have 300 brands who have access to over 350,000 social media influencers capable of reaching well beyond 2 billion consumers across the globe. Now, one of the things that Boosto would allow me to do, uh, or would allow anybody to do, any influencer, is to create their own token system using some of their applications that they're already existing. They have three apps that are already uh, live right now, there's uh, that's the Booster website. There's Social Book, there is BoostInsider.com, and there is Crypto Influence. And I, you can find me on Crypto Influence. There's Crypto Blood. He did an interview with Heidi. That's her channel. You can look through this. All very interesting. Uh, and I am not the largest crypto influencer going. You won't be surprised to find out. But it would allow me, for example, to create a little tokenomics where I could reward the um, people that purchase the DAP, purchase applications through my store because there's something else about that. Look at this. Look at this. Let me see. This, this blew my mind. This blew my mind. There are top 10 influencers. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. Half of the top 10 YouTubers who made the most money from YouTube ads have their own personal stores. For instance, Logan Paul's merchandise store generates roughly 7.2 million monthly visits with more than 90% of the traffic coming from his YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. So this guy has his own store. And people go to his channel and 90% of those people end up on his store. Now, what Booster will allow um, influencers to do is to create their own decentralized app stores that are connected to their, uh, to their um, influencer platform, which is an incredible opportunity for the influencers. 
but also for those that support influencers and also for the particular projects. The other thing that it does, it disintermediates Google Play and Apple. Because if I'm a developer and I want to create an application for, for use on a particular website or something, I've got to go um, to their stores and they take a hefty fee. So I'm, you know, out of every $100 that I might make, Google or Apple could take as much as $30. Now, what, what Booster will do, does, it'll allow developers to launch their applications on Booster's decentralized blockchain service. So more, so cutting out the middleman. And because it's all done through the blockchain, it's trustless, decentralized, um, and much, much faster, reducing much of the costs and frictions associated with legacy ways of doing business. Anyway, that's it. That is it. I have Twittered on for long enough as it is. If you have enjoyed this, click the like button. If you haven't enjoyed this, click, and you're still here, thank you so much. Click the dislike button. I don't mind. Please do comment. Um, I'd like proof of comment that you were here. Let me know if you are a bot or if you are a fake comment or if you are 40% bot. And uh, let me know, what do you think of Boosto, the potential for Boosto, and for Mobu, and for Polymath? And between now and when I see you next, please keep filling your pockets with crypto profits. This is Crypto Rich signing out. All the best. Bye-bye. Oh, and follow me on Twitter.